0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at @realtheunderdog.
1: You're listening to the Underdog Sports NBA show, with host Tyler Laurie and Zandric Ellison. <laughs> you by underdog sports tune in every week as tyler and zan recaps the biggest storylines and news in the nba welcome to the 122nd episode of the underdog sports nba show i am tyler laurie and i'm joined as always by my co-host zandrick ellison zan how are you on this fine thursday morning
0: yeah it's thursday morning might be the last time we record before the champion is named you suspect as much obviously the like, we're trying to finish it off on friday you can't just cut to the chase do you think it's over do you think this is the last time we'll record before you see your buddy lebron hoist up that championship trophy
1: yeah you know i thought that uh when was the last game tuesday night right i thought that yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, I I was disappointed because I thought Miami actually played hard, and I thought they played pretty well, and Bam was pretty good coming back, which we weren't sure was going to happen. And Lakers still won, and it it does seem like the adjustments the Lakers made on Tuesday were pretty good in quelling. Like the you know Jimmy played Jimmy Butler played really well, and some guys on the Heat made shots, but it just felt like they weren't talented enough. And so I don't know what's going to change that because you know, like I mean, aside from getting like Bam going for like. 26 12 and 10 i just don't see a scenario yeah. where like
0: he's, he's not that guy i mean he's very good and i thought he looked pretty good i i was like impressed with how he It yeah. didn't seem to slow him down i mean whatever a shoulder injury but i i thought it was probably game four i thought that was the best played game i thought i don't know i just felt I, like it was a high level and yeah. that they were both like competitive
1: you know it's funny like i thought this this type of game was going to be what we got for the whole series. And obviously like this is ignoring Bam and Goran Dragic being out for games two and three, but, and Dragic again in game four, but like this was the type of game I thought we were going to get like super physical, like, you know, Rondo missing shots. Just for example, like, I, I just thought this was the type of game we were going to get like high level, like the Lakers are, are definitely more talented and, and the heat are a bit better coached and, and play a bit harder. And I thought that we were going to get a lot of games like this. And I, I wish we had honestly, and I'm not, I don't want to talk about the series. Like it's over. I don't think it's, I don't know. The Lakers are probably like 80% to win on Friday night and probably better odds to win the series, right? Like, I just, how are they going to lose three games in a row? They've lost four games the entire playoffs. And I think think they're
0: better. I mean, you might say slightly better, but they are. um, But the other reason I think I'm just trying to think, why do I enjoy that game? I think there's part of it that felt like playoff basketball, just in terms of the pace, too. I mean, you're talking about a game in the modern NBA, 102 to 96. And it wasn't because they were missing shots. I mean, like, I looked it up. They both shot at above-average true shooting percentages. The pace was
1: under 90. I think the pace of the game was, like, 89.7. It was, like, one of the slowest games of the playoffs.
0: Maybe I'm just, like, old, but I just like when it feels like every basket is, like, a grind. And it's not just, like, let's go trade
1: threes. Yeah, it was really interesting because... You know, Miami only shot 32 threes, and, you know, Hero seven threes, Jay Crowder, seven threes, Duncan Robinson, six threes, Kendrick Nunn, six threes. And we'll talk about Kendrick Nunn in a second because it's one of the biggest issues with Goran Dragic being hurt is that you have to play Kendrick Nunn a lot more. And you can see how much the Heat struggle without that kind of like third ball handler. And I, normally Tyler Hero would be that third guy, but he's like yeah, the man. second guy. But like the Lakers pretty much. The the way they went under screens on Jimmy Butler, like they, they didn't care. If Jimmy Butler could shot fifty threes for all they care, and, and it, I think it's pretty telling that the you know wasn't certainly the biggest play in the game, but it felt like the biggest play of the game. I think the Lakers were up four, if I remember correctly. Jimmy drives it down, takes the corner three because he's like wide open. If you remember, Zan, it like literally rimmed out, like it it like spun around the rim, and then the Lakers got it in transition. And LeBron kicked to KCP. Tyler here made a terrible defensive play in transition and KCP hits a three and it was seven. And it felt like at that point, like the dam had kind of broken for the heat. Cause it was really back and forth to that point. Like it, it, it just felt like the heat. They just, I just think they've taken like so many punches. You know what I mean? Like it just feels felt
0: like more of a heat, you know, and you could see why they play slow. Yeah. It's like Jimmy Butler, you know, doesn't shoot threes, you know, and bam doesn't shoot threes. So to get threes, you kind of have to work the you know, the clock a little bit and, like, you know, find get guys open. It's not like Duncan Robinson's like Steph Curry, where he's just like launching from on it, you know, off the dribble.
1: He sort, of, um, he sort of is doing that off dribble handoffs. They've done an amazing job of blowing up dribble handoffs with Duncan Robinson. They've done really well. I, I'm glad
0: mentioned knows. Kendrick Nunn, too, because I thought early on in the series, I'm like, maybe they need him. Maybe they need the spark, but he does have that little bit of like, his shot doesn't look great to me a little out of control like I get why he's not a reliable player and I think you know early in the season I think he finished second for rookie of the year people were talking like he could be like a starting point guard I just don't see him being a reliable starter at any point of his career and it's hard to say about a rookie but he's an older rookie he's
1: 25 I I think that like with a guy like Hendrick Nunn, you, you want him to be that kind of like second unit scorer, right? Like you want him to be the guy that can really put up points and prop your second unit up, but that guy is not typically the guy that handles the ball, right? You know what I mean? Like he is a scorer and he, he can handle the ball fine, but like he's been so bad the last two games that they won in spite of him on Sunday night. Like, and then on Tuesday he goes, what, two for 11, I think he was? And I mean, 26 right. and minutes. did look
0: good. Like, and – um. You'd think like you know Kendrick Nunn, twenty five year old, should be dominating like Rayshon Rondo, you know, at least when he's on offense. And he they really haven't. And I I was curious what you think about not to like look too far ahead, but Goran Dragic is obviously out, so I guess you could look at it either way. Um, But he's going to be a free agent next year too, this summer or whatever, this fall, (laughs) and. What did the Heat do? They need to bring him back, like because you think could you default and play Tyler Hero? Could you play Kendrick Nunn at like sort of like a de facto point guard? We're seeing them struggle with that this series.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Hero is certainly that's what they envisioned for him. And again, I you know I don't want to look. We'll do the Heat and the Lakers postmortem like after the series is over. I think, but I think the Heat very clearly view Tyler Hero as that sort of second creator if not you know first creator like the amount of pick and roll he's been allowed to run in the playoffs considering how bad he was about added to the regular season I, I think it's pretty clear that they view him in that but way you th- do
0: you think they view him as sort of like a jamal murray type where he's like the point guard but he's really more of a scorer than the point guard?
1: yeah i i think that's a pretty good the comparison obviously you're not saying that he is jamal murray they play anywhere similar but like in terms of their roles i think that probably is how the heat view tyler Hero. I, I think that's a really Good comparisons, and and I think, you know, I think moving forward with with Miami, one of the things that they have that a lot of other teams don't is like Bam is a very good passer. Like Bam is, they, they can play through Bam, they can play through Jimmy Butler, they can normally play through Dragic And I think that that's been one of the parts about this series. It's been such a disappointment. Is like it's a little Tyler Hero's twenty. How many times do we have to hear you know Mark Jackson say it right? And he did have like a hero is more than a sandwich comment, yeah, which that, was that, that got roasted on so I'm bad but like a hero
0: is just to repeat that's how absurd it is. A hero (laughs) is more than a sandwich.
1: Yeah. Which is, you know, I guess it's, it's a New York thing. You know, Mark Jackson is, he's just so bad. It's unbelievable. But I I think that like, if you tell, told Eric Spolster, like, like if you said to Eric Spolster before the playoffs, like these are the numbers you're going to get from Tyler Hero We're not going to tell you how many games he's played, whatever. This is just what he's going to give you. They'd be really excited. And I think if you told Eric Spolster, like, okay, but also in the NBA Finals, Tyler Hero is going to have to play 35 minutes a game and have to handle the ball a ton, and he's going to get matched up with LeBron. I think Spoel is going to be like, you know, as good as the kid is, and as good as we think he is, like this is probably a better learning experience than it is something that he has a chance to succeed at. Oh, absolutely. Does that make sense?
0: No, totally. Because we talk about it a lot. Is there are rare exceptions, you know, but like even the greatest rookies, Luka Doncic shows up. He's like an average player that first year and then he gets better most of the time they're really bad like the worst players in the league are that first and second year guys
1: yeah and and just to speak to that a little bit like if you look at the rookies who even played in the playoffs miami has two of them in their rotation grant williams was another one like there just weren't a lot of rookies and, and you know john morant would have played obviously it's quite good, but like there, there just weren't a lot of rookies in NBA rotations in the playoffs. Like that doesn't happen because those teams don't need contributions from guys that aren't ready to right. play. And like and so, people
0: look at like Alex Caruso is like, Oh, that's the Lakers young guy. Like he's 26. This is his third year. Like he's not
1: that young. Yeah. And and he's been part of their system with the South yeah. Bay Lakers too. Like that's a guy and you know, the Lakers deserve so much credit for his development. Just like even, you know, that they've gotten really good minutes out of Kuzma. The last two games, they've gotten tremendous minutes out of Marquise Morris. I think that's been one of the bigger stories that, like, in the last two games, like, he's just made some huge shots when they've needed somebody to step up and score a little bit more. Because AD has been, you know, I didn't think, I I, I thought it was kind of odd. I thought both LeBron and Anthony Davis on Tuesday came out with, like, not a lot of juice. And I think the three. I I thought
0: it was, like, intentional on LeBron's part. Like, I thought, like, he had been. you know statistically getting a little tired sometimes in the fourth so it looked like he was like laying low and then saving himself
1: he was so bad in the first quarter though like he turned it five times like yeah he had had
0: ultimately six turnovers again we were talking about how he doesn't get listed for turnovers but that's now 14 in the last two games he was
1: really good in the second half i mean it's hard to ignore you know the impact that he has on the game and again i would imagine i don't know what the odds are but i would imagine he is a significant favorite to win Finals MVP. I think he'll go yeah. through the whole runaround of being like. This. The
0: argument for Anthony Davis has been the plus-minus, just pure plus-minus. You know, simple stat, but like
1: he led them in scoring in the playoffs too. Like, yeah,
0: I, I think I think Anthony Davis has been a little better personally. He, I just he, think defensively, he's just so important. Switching. You know, it's
1: it's really funny. Like, it's I guess funny is not the right word, but the Heat are very clearly bothered by Anthony Davis at the rim, right? Like we've yes. watched the Heat drive the nail a ton. And if it's anybody else, they go up and they try to draw fouls. And I thought on on Tuesday night, I thought it was like a very big emphasis of their game was to try to get to the foul line because they don't get a lot of touch fouls, but like they do get fouls driving to the rim. That's kind of how they do. But like when Anthony Davis is there, like they jump stop and they're like looking for cutters and like it just bogs their offense down. And they do it a little bit with LeBron too, kind of in two on one situations and stuff, you can tell they want to overpass. But in the half court when Anthony Davis is at the rim It has really bothered the Heat, and I think that's something – Anthony Davis deserves credit, but I think if you look at the Heat's roster, Zan, without Bam or Bam playing away from the basket, the one thing they really do have a lack of is finishers at the rim, right? Like Jimmy is a very good finisher at the rim, but outside of that, like Tyler Hero, super weird float game. I think he'll get a lot better, but he's not an elite athlete. Duncan Robinson, that guy's never near the rim, right? We watched him miss a couple layups. Kelly Olenek, like he's a stretch guy. Kendrick Nunn is not a great finisher. You know, Dragic is the one guy that they have that, other than Jimmy Butler, is a pretty good finisher at the rim. And I think that's what we've seen is that, like, Miami really struggles against elite rim protection. And we hadn't seen that, right, at any point because even Miami, Giannis is an amazing defender, but, like, and, and Brook Lopez is really good. But because they shot the ball so well in that series and because that series was so weird, it didn't matter quite as much, right? Now we've seen Miami have to change how they play because they're not shooting the ball as well. And they've really struggled with Anthony Davis defensively. And I'm going to give you just, some
0: Anthony Davis in this series. Like talk about a you know, confirmation that he's a superstar game. One he's stunk 30,
1: in game three. He stunk in game three. Well,
0: listen, is, he, this is makings of an m finals. MVP. 34 points in game one, five, three blocks. Sorry. Um, in the next game, 32 points on 15 for 20 shooting 14 rebounds. You're right. He, in game three, Foul trouble didn't play well, but they lost. So then, mm-hmm. like, does it matter? You know, if like a tree falls in the woods, and then you know, last game he he just had like a really good all around game, twenty two and nine with four blocks,
1: played one really steal, well.
0: played great defense. Plus yeah, he, minus is is really big, and it, except every game except for game three.
1: This was the first game I thought Tuesday night was the first game I thought where like LeBron was very clearly better on offense and Anthony Davis was just miles and miles, the best player on defense. You know what I mean? Like he just was, and he's been good the whole series, but it just is, their defense is Frank Vogel, man. Like he deserves so much credit for taking a team with some good individual defenders and then some atrocious individual defenders and just turning them into a team that just operates on a string. Like their rotations are so crisp, like the heat, we see them get beat a ton, right? Like we see, Anthony Davis end up with, like, dunks and stuff from the dunker spot or lobs or whatever, but, like, the Lakers just don't give that up. And and part of it's how the Heat are built, but, like, the Lakers, I mean, for three straight series now, they haven't – they don't really get beat off the bounce, right? Like, Houston didn't bother them really a ton. Denver, Jamal Murray himself was great, and Jokic was great, but, like, we weren't watching, like, the Nuggets get, like, wide-open layups. They basically suppressed them. And then against Miami, you know, other than those points in, at the foul line, like, they've not given up really anything inside the thing. It's, it's, really been impressive yeah
0: i think like you know watching the lakers in the playoffs like those are the two things like obviously expect lebron to be great he's great anthony davis great you're right like their defense their perimeter defense has been really good and the bench has been really good and they play a lot with anthony davis and but that explains kind of the plus minus like that lineup really has been working for them like anthony davis plus four benches like the plus minus i just looked it up anthony davis plus 24 for the series lebron is plus 11 so not a huge difference but still like it shows you that anthony davis like that's effective if you could throw out like four bench players and anthony davis and still get positive points all the time like that's you know it's pretty unstoppable what can you do
1: yeah i it's 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 good And, and i think it speaks to and this is a conversation i think for another show like what do we think about the Lakers moving forward and what do we think about them, you know, next year? Like, what do we think about what they could bring in to play with LeBron right. and do they feel like they need to do anything different? I because- think they
0: do. I, I am actually writing that. I do this offseason blueprint. Like Miami's big questions are going to be not to look ahead because we again it feels like the series is over. It's not technically over yet. Um, You never want to be
1: the person that says the series is over and then like Miami has the 3-1 comeback and then you're just on the pile of like morons who don't really understand. But there's no
0: reason. I mean like a barring injury or something. I don't know how it happens.
1: Your point is like exactly right. Like there's nothing that we have looked at in in like the series that Denver, like the different series that Denver came back from 3-1 and and like last year, for example, Toronto and Milwaukee when it was 2-0 and Toronto won four straight games. like you could very clearly look at some stylistic things that those teams did different. There's nothing we've seen from Miami. I don't think outside of, Hey, Jimmy Butler just averages 40, 15 and 10 over the next three games. That makes us feel confident. Right. That we've
0: seen like sort of the adjustment already, like injury based, but like, what if you play a stretch big? What if you extend the rotation last game? They shrunk the rotation. Didn't play like Solomon Hill, for example,
1: it's, didn't play it's like Lyon. tried
0: like all the combinations and like the lock is not opening. Um, What's the line again for game five? I believe it's eight. Eight points. Because, I mean, like, look, if it is the last game, there's a place to go and bet it if you want to just cash in, you know, put your life savings on the line. Um, I go to bet online. You know, they still have baseball playoffs. Hockey playoffs is over, but there's maybe a game or two left in the NBA. This is the time to do it. Uh, There's no shortage of ways to do it. They have a casino that's open 24 hours a day. so. Um, check it out and on us, on Tyler Laurie, he's the one who worked this deal out, I think. Promo code podcast one P-O-D-C-A-S-T-O-N-E. Spell it out. You get a free sign-up bonus. Get it This last chance, maybe. You gotta yeah, do it.
1: It's seven on that online. So the Heat have covered the last two games. So they're two and two against the spread. That's pretty impressive. I do want to talk about one thing with the Lakers, and we've kind of privately discussed this, but I'm curious as to your opinion let's say the Lakers do win. And again, I I feel comfortable in saying that. So Chris Mannix writes an article about how like no one saw the Lakers run coming for sports illustrated. And Chris (laughs) Mannix is a super long time NBA journalist. And I don't want to just be like one of the dudes that bashes him. And is like, this is an insane article to write, even though we discussed this on the show, we did not feel that the Lakers were one of the title. Like not that they were not one of the title favorites as the season started, but before the season their over under was a little bit lower, I think than their title odds were, right? Like their over-under might have been like 50 or 52, right. but they, they, well, were, and I think they that, were the that betting was favorite on, to win the NBA title. Right.
0: And even people who are skeptical about the the depth and everything else would acknowledge like this is a high upside team and, and we uh, maybe a that. lower floor team than like the Clippers.
1: And and running. I think one of the things that we mentioned was like, all right, what is the level of load that Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to be able to take on? Are they going to be able to play 82 games plus an entire playoffs? And, you know, they did end up getting a three-month break. so here is the question I want to pose to you. I want to try to figure out if you're taking the Lakers are the underdog route or were an underdog or like, it's surprising that they won the title based on everything we've seen in the no, last. That,
0: that's no one, one has that.
1: Tank. I mean, what this what so about stupid. this particular team would have caused them? Why were people. anti? like, why would LeBron say that he's an underdog? Right. Cause he did this before. Like he, he said like they got the number one seed and he was like, no one thought we were going to get the number one seed. Like,
0: what, that, what that may causing, be true, but
1: like, like what's causing we, you know, people I, I, to write this? Because like, this is two of the top five players in the world. One of one guy who finished second in the MVP, one guy who finished fifth. They both finished all NBA. LeBron's the second best player of all time. Anthony Davis is 26 years old. He's probably the. I mean, he, he might be the best player under 30 in the NBA. Like, what what are we missing here? Is it just that people don't think you can do it with two stars anymore?
0: <laughs> no, I mean clearly. And if you look at the the road lined up perfectly for them like they go up against, you know, I, I did a little research on this because um, we were speculating. I'm like, is this like the easiest road just based on like win-loss record and seeding? Because you play in Portland, Tino's an eight seed. And then Houston, who I think people thought was more dangerous than their record and their seed. They were a four seed, but you know. And then Denver, who surprisingly beat the Clippers and then Miami, who was surprisingly in the finals of the five seed. So in terms of the seeding, adding them all up, you know, eight plus four plus three plus five, that's the highest of the 2000s. So like the easiest seeding. And then in terms of those teams, regular season records, same thing. They, their opponents won about 57% of the games. So it's about five points lower than the average title champion. So there's nothing about this Lakers run that seems surprising. The yeah. surprising part is really the Clippers weren't there. Milwaukee wasn't there.
1: See, I think that's a really good way to write this is that like, it is very surprising that other teams didn't do what we expected them to do because let's be realistic. Like I think before the season and throughout the entire season, and again, we d- we did talk about, it, we were both very high on Houston. And obviously it's unfortunate. We didn't get to see Houston at total full strength. And, but I think like the entirety of the season, we argued that it was like Western conference finals, Lakers versus Clippers And whoever won that got to play the Bucs in the finals. Like, that is what the general consensus wisdom was for how this run was going to go. If you told me before the season, or if you told me before the bubble, that the the road the Lakers were going to get to play was Portland, Houston, Denver, Miami, I would have bet a lot of money that they won the title. Honestly, yeah,
0: I think you would say it's over 50% chance at least. I mean,
1: it's just that they're, this is a really good team. And one of the things, you know, when they got back to the bubble, they, they struggled to shoot it early when a lot of teams were really hot. And now we're seeing their shooting regress back to the mean. Like they had the awesome shooting game in game one. And we're seeing, you know, Marquise Morris has shot over 40%. I think Kyle Kuzma's is like right at 40%. We're seeing like Rondo actually regress back to what we'd expect. I think he's shooting like 28% from three in the series. But LeBron's at 36%. Anthony Davis is at 55%. Like, this is a team that we're watching KCP under 30%, although it feels like every three he's made has been very important. But, like, I just feel like the Lakers are playing as good as we've seen them play all year. Like, that's the one thing they've done better than anybody is they've been super consistent that their highest level of play is what they and bring well, to the table most and of let, the time. Let,
0: let's give them credit because, like, Portland's a bad team, but they were hot. Um, Houston, everyone, a lot of people thought they were going to make a big run and they got stomped denver super hot got stomped miami might go down 4-1-2 so the lakers not only are beating who you put in front of them it's all they can do but they're doing it very
1: convincingly
0: i mean like they haven't lost a second game yet
1: like if they go 16 and 4 in the playoffs considering how weird this season is anyway like with the restart and all that like but if they go 16 and 4 in the playoffs like there isn't going to be anything to say, right? Like, no. yeah, sure. You I, I am sh-
0: curious about this, like h- hypothetical. You know, you're you're Doctor Strange, and you you've seen a th- thousand different scenarios play out.
1: Like, Benedict Cumberbatch pretty good at that role, by the way.
0: Yeah, he's good in all those roles, and um,
1: yeah, you're a fan. <laughs>
0: I do like him. Well, you do you not watch Sherlock. He's very good in Sherlock.
1: I've I've been told we need to watch it anyway. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway,
0: so. um are you you made a comment to me in text and I don't totally agree, but like you said the four final four teams were the four best teams. And I don't agree with that necessarily. But like let's say it played out again. You're in in, you know, simulation number twenty eight. Do you expect this to go a certain way again? Like do you think the Lakers are the best team and they would win the majority of the simulations? I, I don't know about the majority, if, but I do think if, they're probably the best team. Right?
1: If everything broke the way it did before, like, you know, Montres Harrell gets coronavirus, or like you know Kendrick Nunn gets coronavirus. Bam strains his neck. Like if everything played out like that, yeah, probably. I, my my point about the Final Four comments though were that like the Clippers, because like you you are so apt to say that the Clippers are like this tremendous team, right? But the Clippers did not play well in the bubble. They, they, they were okay against Dallas. They weren't great against Dallas. They they clearly should have closed out Denver, but like you could tell that like there was a leak within the Clippers foundation. Like it wasn't, I don't, I'm not saying that if they had closed out Denver, that they couldn't have beaten the Lakers. I, I don't know that. Right. I, I really don't know. I'm assuming though, based on what we saw, we, they probably wouldn't have beaten the Lakers. And then the same thing with the bucks, like, this is the same story as it was last year. Like the bucks were not as good in the bubble. Like, against Orlando, like they, they should have blown them off the court and there were several very good games. They lost game one, cost me a lot of money. So I'm not, I'm not bitter at all, but like those two teams were, I don't think that those two teams were two of the best teams in the bubble. Like I would say that Houston definitely at full strength played better than the Clippers and the Bucks did in the bubble. Miami clearly played better. Boston and Toronto were probably better to be honest with you. And then the Lakers were clearly better and Denver was better. So my point is not necessarily that those are the best teams or aren't the best teams. And it isn't a situation of, like, hey, if you just put the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks in a round robin, would the Lakers win every time? I don't I don't think so, probably. But what we saw in the bubble and the quality of basketball we saw, I didn't think that those two teams were top five teams in the bubble. I, I mean, I think based on talent and what we know of them, they are. But, like, how they were playing over the last two months, I, I just think that, like, it's hard to make that argument, Zan. Because, like, the Clippers just, like – there's just something missing, you know? Like, Paul George just was not himself. Like, right. Trez well, was not himself. There's
0: sort of dysfunction. All season long, you're kind of hinting at it, and then we see how it play out. And, yeah, I, I tend to agree. Like, look, Giannis, who knows how healthy he was? I don't know. He seemed healthy enough to me. Obviously, he missed a game. by the. We got you know,
1: hurt at the end of the yeah. series anyway, right? So, and,
0: But Montrezl Harrell clearly was not 100%, but and, and he didn't, you know... You could debate his merits even before that, but you, now he looks a little heavy, a little slow. Now you got a real problem on
1: your hands. Yeah, if he can't score, what does he do for you? Because he can't shoot and he doesn't guard. So, like, he's got to score and he's got to rebound. And he didn't do those things.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, there's nothing to say. Lakers did a really good job. Um, they took advantage of this opportunity. They almost left, remember? They threatened to leave.
1: Yeah, they're the for care of business.
0: And I think, in talking about their future, I think this team could get better. I mean, I think they they have some, you know, spare parts of, that are, like, on the end of their roster, and they can turn those into playable, you know, extra guys. Like, remember when Shaq and Kobe, like, they added, like, Glenn Rice or something like that? Like yeah. I think there's a version of this team where they add another guy who's, like, the player Kyle Kuzma was supposed to be. Like, an actual third scorer, third good player.
1: Draymond Green.
0: Whoever. And, um... I think uh, he's like
1: really close with LeBron. Like they're like really? really, really close. Yeah. It's weird after the nut kicking incident.
0: Well, I would, I just want to see him. I I haven't really looked at the potential players out there, but you could, their, their cap situation is not going to be great next year. Um, in this off season, but yeah, they, in two you know, months,
1: you're going to be rumoring Darren Collison to the Lakers again. I know. I'm already like.
0: talking. Yeah, Darren Collison is <laughs> going to be a big upgrade for them. If he signs with them for real. I mean, like and and a great compliment to Alex Caruso too. <laughs> I do,
1: think, I do think above all else, Sam, the one thing that we have to say is that, like, they lost Avery Bradley. That is a big rotational thing. So, Marquise Morris had to play more. Rondo got hurt, and they had to roll through that. And, like, the most impressive thing has just been, like, every single wrench that's been thrown at LeBron in the last, like, year, guys just taking it on the chin, right? And, like, it's funny. Like, for the first time in a while, like, it feels like he caught all the breaks, but, like, yes. But you know, what? you need that. You, you need have to, to get that. Yeah. You have
0: to get kind of like the quote unquote easy title if you're going to get up to six or seven. And I think he's really eyeing that now. And I think I never thought it was possible when he went to LA. I'm like, it's a little I too see. late in his career. They didn't have the pieces yet. I it didn't think likely. he would win more than one, but now he can win one. He can
1: win two for sure. He like win he,
0: Next year for sure. I
1: don't know. He'll be
0: potentially a third
1: i will say this though not to like rain on the lebron parade but like there are times in the game where you can tell like he he doesn't get his shots like he used to like he did it he did it for example at the end of i want to say it was like the third quarter they were kind of on a run and he was like playing well and then he just like took a jumper from like above the elbow because it was like all right whatever i'm just gonna take it and like that's a shot that he typically wouldn't take like when he can get to the rim like he just put his head down and you know Jimmy Butler makes it difficult on you he's a very good defender Iggy's done okay but hasn't done great and so i think that there are some things with lebron i don't i don't want to say that he won't average 25 10 and 8 next year but like i think we're very clearly on the downside of his career in terms of how he scores now that said anthony davis i mean it, I think there's another level there as crazy yeah. as that sounds. Like I think there's another level. So if like LeBron stays the same and Anthony Davis levels up a little bit and they add another player, like, sure, maybe they should be the favorites.
0: Well, it's That's funny it. to think about like it's ages. We mentioned Kendrick Nunn, rookie 25, Anthony Davis, 27. I mean, like he's that much, he's that young. He has that much more left in his prime. He should age well too. I mean, cause he can shoot and handle the ball. Like you're talking about a guy who's going to be a top five player for the next five years.
1: As long as he stays healthy, again, it's funny. Uh, we we have privately joked about like he's just always on the ground, right? Like he's always like shaking his hand out, or he's like grabbing his leg. It's weird. <laughs> There's it's like so two times
0: in the playoffs where you texted me like, "I think he's seriously hurt." Like, well,
1: the, the one, the one, I don't even remember. I, I don't can't remember if it was Denver or Miami. I think it was Denver where like he went down on his ankle and like nobody touched him and he was trying to walk it off and he played the end of the game. But I actually thought like there was a chance that like Anthony Davis like leg had broken off the way he hit the ground. Cause he's so tall and lanky. He always crumble like crumples to the ground. It's never, it never it's like you have this seven foot guy. Who's just like, I don't know. He's, he's spectacular, man. It's annoying. No, I, uh, I don't want I mean, like
0: like, As good as Bam is. And I think Bam has a few more levels to get to.
1: Definitely. He's never going to be the scorer though.
0: Right, that's the thing. It's like Bam is like everyone's like that's the kind of guy you want in this day and age, like a guy who's switchable, small ball five, you know, good passer. And I'm like, as good as he is, like you compare him to Anthony Davis, who can do so much more. I mean, think it's about like,
1: this. Think about this. The the adjustment the Lakers made right off the bat was to start Anthony Davis on Jimmy Butler and just tell him to go way under every single screen. That's how that's how good they think Anthony Davis is defensively. That like you can put him on a high usage pick and roll like alpha creator as like a five man they're just like yeah you guard you guard him it'll be fine and it was yeah and
0: i I do think that's the argument for him being more valuable than lebron because body wise you'd think lebron would be the
1: jimmy butler stop at least draw the assignment and he doesn't even try he can't do it early he did he did he did try to guard him late i thought and you can tell like lebron just but but now like lebron i don't know we got to get out of here we'll make this a shorter show but like lebron wants to like switch a ton now like he's not LeBron is, like, all in to guard Kendrick Nunn, right? Like, he'll guard Kendrick Nunn. He'll guard Duncan Robinson, like, Tyler Hero. He loves guarding Tyler Hero. Sure, Tyler Hero, if he isn't, I don't know who reps him, but if he's not a clutch sports client already, like, he's going to be a clutch sports client pretty quick. But it's, like, those guys, like, LeBron is, like, dialed in. But, like, Jimmy, like, he'll switch. He'll let Anthony Davis take him. Like, he'll take a possession off or two. It's, it's, it's weird, man. Like, it's just different. But Anthony Davis, like, he, again, I think LeBron's going to win finals MVP and this might be the first time that he, he actually, you're right, that he actually will not deserve it. That like, I mean, he, he deserves it. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't, mean, I don't I mean, mean,
0: honestly, that. like that that's like when I thought, I'm like trying to think, I'm like, I could make the argument that Anthony Davis has been the more
1: valuable player. But they both deserve it.
0: But if you're actually in the bubble and you're actually a sports writer who makes your living covering the sport, and LeBron and the Lakers are kind of pressuring you to vote for LeBron. Like, you probably would just vote for LeBron. I Ramona mean, Shelburne, wa- it's not a fight. You're, wanna, R- you're Ramona
1: Shelburne's flying to the bubble just to cast her ballot for LeBron. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Tyler Hero is repped by Excel right now. I would uh, – I'm going to – bold prediction. Tyler Hero signs with Clutch Sports before his career is over. Do
0: you remember the Anthony Davis trade? Can you name – there was – a bunch of parts, but
1: Brandon Ingram.
0: Brandon Ingram's the big one. Lonzo Josh Hart. Ball.
1: Josh Hart. Josh Hart. And all those guys would be super useful, by the way. But they're in, in the totality of them is probably not as good as Anthony Davis for this team.
0: And then the fo- yeah, a couple of And then a million rounders. picks. They have
1: like the yeah. 2021, 20, 2023, 20, 2025, 20, or maybe it's 22, 24, 26. I don't remember.
0: And then the fourth pick in the last draft, which was like the big another big prize, right. that, you know, and they ended up trading down off of turned out to be DeAndre Hunter.
1: Right? Did and they end up ended, getting Nickel Walker Alexander and Jackson Hayes, or just Jackson Hayes?
0: I had to let's see. I think this is. I think it was just Jackson Hayes. Yeah. They switched. They went down to eight and then i think they got an extra pick in the future yeah they
1: took it they took the kid they took like a foreign kid uh from like portugal or brazil or something i I do recall this now and and again it you know we are so inclined as a culture to be like so and so won the deal but like if the lakers win a title with anthony davis and then four years from now the pelicans win a title with all these players like can't they both have won the deal like can't it have worked out for both teams because it's not like like there's no way Anthony Davis was playing for the Pelicans. So like
0: although I do miss that. I, I in one of those Doctor Strange universes, Anthony Davis and Zion. I, I would like to have seen it. I think I, it would have been yeah. interesting.
1: And maybe we will see it later on because Zion is a guy that he's ready to for the spotlight. But I will let you get out of here because I know you have some family obligations, so this will be our shortest show ever. But so final important.
0: prediction, you're you know, on Bet Online, so it's plus seven, right? On Bet Online. Do you have a prediction? I, I, I hate betting minus seven ever. It's just not really
1: fun. But I just feel like it's pretty good. Over. That, that line yeah. feels pretty good. I think. I, I don't know what I would do there. I touted the over just for fun on Tuesday night, so maybe I'll tout the over again. It's down to Ooh, only down yeah. to two sixteen. So I, at my yeah. prediction.
0: This might sound dumb in, in a few days, but I think Miami's going to come out strong. Maybe have the lead at like halftime or something, and then like keep fighting you know third quarter they're still kind of in it and then by the fourth quarter the doors get blown open and the lakers are like celebrating the whole fourth quarter they won the title
1: i think miami's gonna win friday night
0: wow see that's it now you can make some money on bet
1: online all right he is zandrick ellison uh zan underscore ellison on twitter and reddit read all about his lakers winning percentage articles that is actually quite interesting if you're in you know it's not even a shot at the lakers like I think we joked that the headline made it seem like it was kind of insulting to the Lakers, but it's not. It's just some actual research about the road that they've had, and it's interesting. But uh, also email the store, zan.gelson at, at gmail.com, and we'll be back Monday no matter what happens. So if the Lakers close it out on Friday, we'll be back Monday. If the Lakers if they end up playing Sunday night, we'll be back Monday. So, uh, Zan, enjoy your family obligations, and uh, <laughs> as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Underdog Sports NBA Show with your hosts Tyler Laurie and Zandrick Ellison. Tune in next week for more NBA storylines and news.